Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash P-Y-H-T for your free audiobook download. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Please shut off your cell phones and please put your hands together for your host, Cameron Esposito. Again, more clapping. This is kind of strange. Our stage is like really big today. They, they took out of some s- some seats. You guys look you look really good. Also, there's more of me to look at, because not that's not true. Technically, when the stage is just empty, that doesn't mean there's more of. I don't know what math I'm doing, but that's actually incorrect as an equation. So good to see you guys. I'm Cameron Esposito. Thanks so much for coming out to for put. Thanks so much for coming out to put your hands together. Uh, put your hands together for yourselves for doing it. For doing it. I'm, uh, I'm tired in a weird way because wh- what's awesome is that we took this show on the road. We went to San Francisco. We went to Portland. And then I also have another podcast uh, that I usually tape on uh, Monday nights called Wham Bam Pow. So you guys are speaking to me after I've recorded myself. Bless you. Recorded myself for like five days in a row. So I don't even know what to say to you anymore. Are you okay? <laughs> I feel exhausted and I'm sorry. Also, I'm still going to be captivating. (laughs) I'm pretty good at my job. (laughs) We've got an amazing lineup on the show tonight. I'm so excited about all the comics that are here. Also, what a a weird... I had a funny travel experience coming back from Portland just yesterday (laughs) on our second flight. I was traveling with uh, stage manager Rhea Butcher. Give it up for Rhea. (laughs) And Ryan... My co-producer, get up for them. I was traveling with Rhea on like a small little plane and a woman sat down across the aisle from us who was like American pie milf hot. Do you know? That's so specific, but exactly that type. Elizabeth, what's her last name? Somebody. Smith. No. Wait, hang on. Not Banks either. Who was the fu- who was the chick in a- Shannon? No, Jennifer Coolidge. No, not Jennifer Coolidge. God, as a as a universe right now, we're fucking this up. Yeah, I want you to know we're all no, not Jennifer Coolidge. She's hot, but you're right. That's I'm thinking of uh, Shannon Elizabeth. She looked like Shannon Elizabeth. I understand you're not wrong. Jennifer Coolidge was the milf in American Pie. I understand what you're saying. Also, I just said what's her name, Elizabeth, and you wanting to catch me. In my moment of tiredness, you just yelled out a last name. <laughs> and so you're not wrong either because I love the emotional connection that we had. What's her name? Elizabeth. I don't know. I got to say something. She's, she's floundering. Smith. Smith. <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth. That's who this woman looked like. She looked like Shannon Elizabeth. Uh, very 96, but in a good way. Uh, or 98, whenever that came out. Uh, sh- long hair. Uh, you know... Real 1996 sunglasses. You know what I'm talking about. Um, and she was, and she had a baby, a little baby with her. She was very hot. Like she was not, and not like she wasn't working for me. But I just could see other people in the airport being affected by her. If you've seen that kind of woman, where you're like, oh, she's 1996 hot. 
and that's working for these guys. <laughs> she also had, like, before I saw that she had a baby, she had, like, huge natural-looking breasts. And I was like, oh, my God, like, what is that woman doing? And then I was like, oh, it's breastfeeding. That's <laughs> what it is. She, those are full. Um, those are being used for their intended purpose. Um, so she, she had, like, this infant uh, with her, and she popped a little, a little shawl on herself, and she started breastfeeding the infant on the plane. And my first reaction was, you know, I listened to a lot of NPR. <laughs> so I was in that, I was like, well, that's amazing. <laughs> that is just so beautiful. Young mom, hot mom. Just really using those big boobs. Getting that baby fed on this plane. Baby was real quiet. Clearly satisfied. Everything was working out. I was just, I was just like in praise of motherhood. You know, I was having this moment right there just like, oh, I'm so proud of her. She's a great mom. She's so calm and collected. She's just acting all real, you know, natural about it on the plane. She doesn't even, she's not even noticing. She's just having a baby. She's, she's, she feels, she seems cool with it. I was just going, oh, what, have, what, a, what a lady. You know, I was just thinking, oh, what a, what a parent, you know. What a, what, I bet she didn't even watch TV with that kid. Just go windsurfing or kite surfing or other stuff that was like really intense in 1996. What was like an X Games event from 1996? Rollerblading. 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 A lot of extreme, I bet she totally straps that baby to her bod. And a little baby Bjorn then puts on her uh, rollerblades and gets right on there on the boardwalk and just uh, rollerblades it up. I was just thinking, man, this woman, you know, she does a lot of those healthy choice dinners. I was just thinking, she is, what a mother, what a mother she is. You know, just on a plane, just acting like, hey, we're all cool with this, right? I'm just feeding my child. She was just, she wasn't, she was smiling. You know, she wasn't oppressive about it. She didn't necessarily want us to see. She was just allowing a feeding to happen. And I was feeling very proud of her for the way she was dealing with it. And then uh, she leaned over, like, with the baby still attached, actually suckling at her breast. She leaned over and unzipped her backpack and pulled out of her backpack, but only halfway, so that's how I knew she was ashamed, uh, a, a growler of beer. Do you guys know what I'm talking That's a very specific beer measurement. kind of looks like an old-timey syrup container. Like a, like a two-liter bottle worth of beer and took out like a kid's sippy cup and while making eye contact with Rhea and I poured herself a, some beer and then drank the beer. So she's looking at us breastfeeding and drinking a beer which is an amazing life cycle to see. You don't often get like not since I was a child in like science classes looking at the nitrogen cycle, have I ever felt like I was looking at like that recycling series of arrows? You know, where you're like, oh, that goes in there, and then it comes out, oh, got it. Wait a minute, babies shouldn't be. And just at this moment where I was like, I'm not even sure if, like, I, I don't, I haven't breastfed, so I haven't read the books on it. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know if you're, not, if you're not supposed to drink alcohol. I'm sure it's probably fine. But I, so initially I was like, oh my God, she's drinking and breastfeeding. Terrible mother, you know, terrible. And then I, then I NPR'd myself right back into it. It's okay, it's probably okay. She probably read the literature, it's probably fine. She wouldn't do anything to, to harm her baby. She's already, she's a good mother. Shannon Elizabeth would do nothing to hurt her <laughs> child. But then she like popped the baby off of her breast, you know, like a, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, put her top down a little bit 
And then she was looking at us. She wasn't really looking at us, but her head was cheated out. So I think she was out of the corner of, eye, or of her eye seeing our reaction to this. She started, like, uh, passing the beer back and forth in front of her baby's mouth. Like, it looked like maybe she was testing her baby <laughs> to see if the baby was going to be like, give me that shit. Like... <laughs> She was pausing this beer in front of, like, just like, oh, are you into it? Like, it looked like she was gonna... This just kept, the scene just kept escalating into weirder and weirder... I almost called DCFS, but my phone was in airplane mode. I don't know if you're supposed to intercede when it looks like somebody's giving their infant... Uh, beer. But you know what? I didn't say a goddamn thing. <laughs> so I hope that kid's all right. I hope they don't go home and then she gets into like even harder stuff with that baby. <laughs> Just floating the baby over a pile of coke. Hey, if he sniffs, it's on him. I ain't got nothing in this. That was a weird experience, but not a bad one. I mean, I taught me about the world and, and different <laughs> kinds of parenting techniques, things I didn't expect to see. Also, like, are you too accepting when every time you kind of, like, every move she would make, I just sort of eventually got okay with it until I was like, set that, if that baby had better hand-eye coordination, we would be playing beer pong in the aisles. You know, like, that kind of thing. All right, well, how are you guys doing? That's how I'm doing. Yeah, oh, clap. Okay, that's great. Awesome. Maybe I'll ask you guys a question or two before we get this show started, really kind of see how you're doing, where you're at. Uh, maybe I'll talk to you first. How are you doing? Polite. Yes? Oh, you're very polite also. <laughs> what was your day like? What did you do today? Uh, I went to the Getty. You went to the Getty? Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at your life. <laughs> That's a museum. You just... And did you have to? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. Oh, you're visiting. <laughs> you're visiting. Okay. Yes. Where are you visiting from? New Mexico. New Mexico. Okay, great. I've been to your uh, state, to Santa Fe. Where are you from in New Mexico? I'm from Roswell, but I live in Long Beach. Oh, wait. I think I've actually been there. That's strange. Okay. I'm not strange. Why would that be strange <laughs> for me to have been to your city? Uh, that's cool. The last time I was in New Mexico, I rolled into town with a circus company, and uh, the entire city of Santa Fe was burning a 50-foot-tall puppet to the ground that everybody in Santa Fe had put their intentions of, like, sad things that were haunting them as people. They put them in the 50-foot-tall puppet, and then the mayor of Santa Fe, in a cape, was like, Let's burn this puppet, and with it, our fears! So that's what your state is like, huh? A little bit. I was like, as I suspected. Plus, everybody's wearing triangles and different patterns on a <laughs> shirt. You know what I mean? That's all the stuff I expected to see. <laughs> then I drove just a little bit outside of town. There was a llama farm, of course. <laughs> Alpacas. Oh, is that what it actually was? Okay, sorry. <laughs> that was good. Thank you for like stepping up to the... Yeah, don't let me say some shit about other animals that look pretty similar but are different. <laughs> I don't even know the difference. Is that that's not the same animal? No, uh, like they produce more fur. Oh yeah, they produce more fur. <laughs> Got it. Like a furrier llama. That's cool. That makes a lot of sense. Make more over the hood. 
Yes, it's all about yields. Wow, look at you. You're also like a, kind of an economist. <laughs> you are actually? Is that what you said? No. What, do you, what if you were an economist? Because look at your fucking laid back attire and beard. What if you were like, I'm an economist, but uh, also I don't get my hair cut because economy, you know, like that would make a lot of sense. Why would you invest in a haircut if you were an economist? Low overhead, am I right? Come on, nothing on that? I'm exhausted. Low overhead, that is hilarious. Are you, tra are, are you traveling with anybody else here? You're just by yourself? What are you doing in LA? Um, well, I was at Coachella weekend. Yes, you were. That explains the beard and haircut. You were at Coachella. Yes, you are. You're on your way to Austin. Exactly. Those are all the places you should be. With your, with your, yeah, you're doing the old Coachella. Put your hands together at the UCB in LA, then go back out to the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Yes, awesome. I love that. How was Coachella? Great. Have you been before? I've never been. But it sounds like there's a lot of burning that 50-foot-tall puppet, if you know what I'm talking about. Am I right? <laughs> What'd you say? Mostly legs. Oh, what did you call them? I'm sorry, I need to like bring other comics on, but also, what did you just say? Did you say legs? Yeah. Is that what you call the joint? Sure, I mean... Wait, is, are you being serious? What? I was just making an approximation. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying to me? <laughs> I was just, like, like, figuratively, they look like legs. And I oh my God, you've been at Coachella for too long. <laughs> joints, legs, like of a tiny doll. A tiny doll made of drugs. You know, the eyes are the ecstasy. And the body is the heroin. <laughs> You're awesome. I'm so glad that you made it here for the show. Let's give it up for this gentleman. Man, what a great start. You are amazing. We are going to have an awesome show. Hey, this first comic coming up, he is a longtime friend of mine, former Chicagoan. Uh, he also has written for Fallon, Jimmy F uh, Yep, that's his name. Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> right? Shannon Elizabeth Fallon. He wrote for that uh, guy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear from my friend and yours, Mr. C.J. Toledano. Give it up! Come on! Guys, give it up for Cameron Esposito. Great lady. How are we doing? Doing good? This is great. You don't know me. I, uh, I just turned 26. You can give it up for that. Uh, yeah, it's a tough thing, being an Asian guy in the suburbs, reaching 26. It's not. I, uh, I celebrated my 26th birthday by getting caught sneaking into a movie. Has that ever happened to anyone at the age of 26? No, and it shouldn't. You're supposed to pay for movies when you get in your 20s. I actually got lucky, though, because a guy who caught me looked the same age as me. So I just said to him, look, man, this is sad for both of us. Like, I swear to God, I was seeing in the back door. The guy's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, man, what are we doing? reevaluate our lives right now. Some Muppets, I don't know what the next step. I'm immature. I was living with my mom a year ago as a 25-year-old man, and my friend knew I was very depressed, so he gave me some marijuana, or legs, as you call them. Uh, <laughs> love the legs. It helps me in my depressed times. And I have a very frightening Asian mother, so I don't want to buy any more accessories, you know, to raise the potential of getting caught. So instead of buying a pipe, what I did was I bought a bag of apples... Because as you know, you can smoke out of apples. But I don't know if you could tell by looking at my body, I never eat apples. 
And my mom knows that, and so she just saw a 25-year-old man for the first time in her life walk into her kitchen with a bag of apples slung over his shoulder. And she's like, what are you doing with all those apples? And I was like, oh, you know, I just figured just try them. Just try fruit. Uh, three days later, all those apples were gone because I smoked out of every single one of them. My mom was like, where'd all those apples go? And in the highest voice ever, I was just like, turns out I love apples. <laughs> and I didn't think I was going to get caught until she went to take out the trash and she found 12 hollowed out apples in the garbage can. And she's like, what the fuck are these? And I was like, what? That's not how you eat apples? That's so weird. <laughs> so weird. I don't know if you guys, for, does anyone not know how to smoke out of an apple? For those people who don't know, what you do is you take a big pen you rip the insides out of it, you jam it in the apple, and then you look up in the mirror and realize you're an adult. What are you doing with your life that caused this? I, uh, I do smoke weed. I, I was never supposed to start smoking weed. It was an accident. Uh, actually, the first time I ever had weed, I ate it, which is a terrible introduction to that drug. Because I was at a party, and some guy's like, hey, man, you want to try some weed brownies? But in my head, that question registers, hey, man, you want to try another version of your favorite food? And I treated it like another version of my favorite food. And I ate the entire tray. And I was high for an entire year. <laughs> what actually ended up happening was I ate the entire tray of brownies. I blacked out. Then I woke up in line at a grand opening of a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> where I ordered a sandwich, told everyone in line that I ordered a sandwich. And then I threw up on myself. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys have ever been at a grand opening of anything. But when you're the biggest thing that happens at said grand opening... That franchise will probably ask you to do that at every single grand opening. It's in Portland next week. A new Chick-fil-A. That last part was a lie. They would never open up a Chick-fil-A in Portland. Um, I, uh, I have a girlfriend, um, surprisingly. I, uh, my girlfriend says that I got boring, um, which just means I just got broke. I, uh, so I have, to enter I have to think of ways to entertain her. And we were actually at an amusement park this past summer. And you know those like, roller coaster photo booths where you can get the picture of you riding the ride? I went over to it and I said, come with me to my girlfriend. And we went over to it and I asked the guy, I said, hey, can I get the picture of us riding this roller coaster? Here's the thing, we didn't actually ride the roller coaster, so this guy was just looking for a picture that didn't exist for like five minutes. Finally, he's like, uh, sorry, I can't find the picture of you guys riding this roller coaster. And so that's when I said to him, that's because we died on it 20 years ago! <laughs> Girlfriend, not impressed. Um, my cover was blown like three hours later when that guy saw me across the park eating a corn dog by myself. He's like, weren't you that asshole to try to convince me he was a ghost? I was like, don't try this corn dog. It takes like it expired 20 years ago. Didn't fix things at all. Um, I am from Chicago, like Cameron said. I love Chicago. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, we, I did escape during the winter because uh, I saw the saddest thing I've ever seen during any Chicago winter this past year. I saw two frat guys high-five with mittens on. <laughs> One was like, dude, check at that girl with a huge butt. Puff. <laughs> That's not how that works at all. Because I don't know if you guys are like me, but when you give a regular high-five, that clapping sound that makes like an exclamation point on a statement, right? But when you replace it with mitten sounds... That's like replacing an exclamation point with an ellipsis. Yeah. For those of you who didn't go to high school, ellipsis uh, <laughs> three little periods being continuation, so now we can all laugh together like educated young adults. <laughs> so essentially what I saw that evening was, dude, check out that girl with a huge butt. Puff. And? I sure hope this bus comes soon. Life is sad. 
Life. My life is sad. Like the characters. Um, my life is sad. I, I started doing this. Feel free to do this if you ever get down. I started writing suicide letters where at the end I changed my mind. So be like, dear friends and family, sometimes life is too much. But then you come across a Chipotle burrito. See you later. Thank you. You can clap my suicide fantasies. Uh, if you guys like my comedy, get out of here. If you like my comedy, you can come check me out next week. I should be at a theater um, seeing Oblivion. So uh, <laughs> career not going as well as I thought. Um, I'm going to get out of here. Before I do, uh, I just want to tell you about my childhood. I was a fat kid growing up, and then a fat teen, and then a fat adult. I think we're all up to date. Uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, though, I was fat. And I used to think I was attractive because girls would always, they would always trick me. I was at the beach. Girls would be like, take it off, CJ. Take it off. No, seriously, take off that T-shirt. You're in the water. Are you that fat when you wear a T-shirt in the water? Because some reason in my head, I thought that wearing a T-shirt in the water would hide the fact that I was a 200-pound 7-year-old. And there was this time I thought I was getting another compliment. I was coming out of the water, and some guy's like, hey, kid, cool Mickey Mouse T-shirt. And I was like, thanks. Until I looked down and realized I wasn't wearing one. It was just my two big black nipples <laughs> clearly visible to the wet T-shirt that looked like Mickey ears. And that's when you know you're fat is when your body starts looking like Disney characters. And so I go by that. But you guys have been great. Thank you very much, everybody. Give it up for Coach Cameron Esposito. CJ Toledano, guys. Oh, we are going to keep the show rolling with uh, a favorite of ours here at the show. She has been on the show before and... Uh, and we are, is everybody okay? What's happening? Is she coming out? What's happening? Why are you, are you okay? What's on my face? <laughs> okay. Favorite of the show. <laughs> I figured it out. Guys, Katie Crown, give it over Katie Crown. Go do that. <laughs> Let's all go. <laughs> we go to like a we go to like the Pandages Theater or something, and we're just you guys sit at the audience, and then I'm just backstage like and I peek out. We're like we did it again. <laughs> like improv everywhere. <laughs> Where else can we go? Gelson's. Uh, people are waiting in line, uh, paying for their food, and then I'm like pop up behind the cash register and the cash register, and like you guys are like oh, and I'm like yeah, we did it again. <laughs> Where else? Like I'm just like that's off the dome. We're just brainstorming. <laughs> Mad men, mad men, mad men, mad men, mad. Why are you laughing? Oh, are you laughing at me? Sensitive comedians. Oh no, why? Wait, hold on a sec. Wait, why are you laughing at me? Oh, okay. Oh, you think I'm funny? Okay, good. Oh, wait, do you? Wait, how are you? <laughs> Analyzing. Um, uh, oh, everyone here is so nice. This is a nice uh, environment. How is everyone here? I was going to go around to everybody and be like, how are, like, how's your day? How's your day? And then, like, imagine that was just, like, the whole set. Or just, like, how's your day? And then I'm like, I just dropped the mic, like, I didn't do anything! Boom! <laughs> like, leave. It was all you. You just all told me how your day was, and then my time runs out, and then I leave. 
Okay, I'll tell you something. Uh, this is a bad thing, but I'll tell you it. My sister's going to hear this. <laughs> this is the thing I used to do, uh, this prank I used to play on my sister, but I, I keep thinking about it, and it's so funny to me. When I would get mad at my sister, I thought it was like a really good idea. Like She'd be like, Katie, you can't come to 7-Eleven with us, okay? You just can't. I'm like, oh, fine, okay, fine, I don't care. And I'd go upstairs because our rooms are beside each other, and we had these wood floors. And uh, so I would go into a room, and I would uh, spit on a certain part of the floor. The same part of the floor. I would do this every time. I would get upset with her. I would go, and I would spit on this part of the floor and rub it in and let it soak in because I thought eventually one day, over time, this wood would warp. <laughs> and then she'd like walk into her room one day and just be like, da, 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 whoa, what's going on? My whole world is topsy-turvy. Oh, I couldn't wait for that day. And it never, never happened. But I, I played this other prank. I remember, uh, this is, okay, this is bad. That one was like, whatever. This is bad, but whatever. This is like, well, not bad, but just like, I've never... Okay, uh, when I was younger, I went to the bathroom, and uh, it was not a number one. And it was larger than normal for me at the time. And I was so proud for some reason. I was, like, not proud. I was like, oh, I got... I didn't flush it. And then instead, I made a sign that said, eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> and I taped it to the bathroom door, and I left it. I was about like nine years old. Anyway, so I left it. I just was like, <laughs> And then the day just goes on as normal, and I don't hear anything, and then like the bathroom flushes upstairs, I'm like, oh. And I run upstairs, and it's my mom, and I look at the bathroom door, and the sign is gone. And, I, and the toilet's empty. <laughs> so I go up to my mom, like, Mom, did you, uh... <laughs> did you see what I, see what I mean? <laughs> did you happen to, uh, see a display? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about, Katie. I'm like, oh, well, I, oh, oh okay, I understand. <laughs> I need a validation, that's why I'm telling you. <laughs> don't you think it's a good idea? I feel that is quite clever, though, don't you find? It's very clever. Eighth wonder of the world, like that I knew all the seven wonders of the world at age nine. Is that rare? Am I kind of Doogie Howser-y? Do you guys know who Doogie Howser is? <laughs> Smart kid, doctor. Yeah, all the clubs mean you do. Um, anyway, I don't want to brag, but I did get a job. Okay, I don't, okay. I know, like, times are tough. Times are so tough. Oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. And, like, okay, I know, and I don't want to brag, but, again, like, I'm not trying like, oh, I got a job, but I did get a job. Again, don't want to brag because I know that times are tough and it's like, oh, look at me. But I'm not doing that. I'm just saying because I'm excited about it. Uh, so I did get a job. The job is where uh, I, I, it's at a car wash. And what I do is I stand at the, at like the, at the end of the car wash where all the clean cars drive out. I stand at the driveway. And when all the cars go past, I wear sunglasses. And then when a clean car goes past, I go, that's a clean car. And I go like this. And I go, that's a clean car. That's a clean car. Anyway, I'm kidding. Of course, that's not a real job. I'm just having a lot of fun. Anyway, but I did get a real job. That was a fake job, but this is a real job. Okay, so the real job that I did get. And again, I know times are tough, so I'm not going to be like, oh, look at me. But I know, I'm sorry. Okay, but the, I did get a real job. And the real job, because that last one, I was just having a fun time. But now I'm like, this is real. The real job that I did get was... Uh, I work in uh, public bathroom stalls, anyone. And what I do is not what you think. 
I lay on a, a, a like one of those rolly things that when mechanics work on. So it's one of those things, and I roll under. <laughs> I roll under the uh, stalls to see if they're free or whatever, and I go checking, checking under each one. I go checking, and I wear a lanyard, so it's legit. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I'm kidding. Of course, we're just having fun. That's not a real job. We're all just having fun here. I'm not. That's not a real job, of course. Anyway, but I did get a job. Anyway, I know that those last two, I was just having a fun time. And now, but now it's real. I was just like having a good time. And like again, times are tough. I'm not trying to be like, oh, look at me, I have a job. But I did get a job. And again, I don't want to be like, oh, look at me. But anyway, okay. So, the real job that I did get is uh, when I walk down the street and I see someone with a dog, I go, oh, cute dog. And I see someone, and I, they come along, and I go, oh, cute dog. <laughs> And if someone has two, go- two dogs, I'll be like, oh, cute dogs. <laughs> or if someone doesn't have a dog, I'll be like, oh. <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding. I don't have a job. I don't have any job. Uh, anyway, my name's Katie Crown. Thanks a lot for listening to me. I think that's all I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thank you. Guys, Katie Crown, come on. She is hilarious. Funny that she would start with the Mad Men. Literally today, just today, I was making coffee and I started to hum uh, the Game of Thrones theme song. I started to hum uh, like... I paused for a second to scoop out the coffee and in my pause from outside of my apartment, I swear to fucking God, I heard... Then they paused. So I went. And we kept going back and forth. This was like coming from my driveway area. I do not think it was anybody who lives in my building uh, because they have jobs that they do during the day. It was just one perfect wizard. She's walking down the street. What's that I hear? I'm gonna nail the shit out of this. Wait till she scoops that coffee. Here it is. I can't believe you guys are meeting me on that day in my life. What a day for me. (laughs) So this next comic is uh, somebody I have been watching his career for a really long time. He was huge in Chicago when I just started uh, doing stand-up, and I remember thinking that he was amazing, and then I remember him moving to New York, and moving to L.A. Uh, now he runs a show here called The Meltdown, um, and also hosts a podcast called Indoor Kids. He's also all over your televisions. Uh, one of the funniest comics I know. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Kamel Nanjiani, guys. Give it up for Kamel. Hey. Um, who here is into Game of Thrones? Okay, who is not? Who is not but will catch up at some point? Bad news. This is all Game of Thrones spoilers. This whole set. All right. I think the beginning is a good place to start. Um... Uh, don't get too attached to, uh, uh, I could be such a huge asshole right now. I really could. I might not do it, but just knowing I could, that's all I need, you know? I just need to know that I have that power. It's sort of serial killer-ish. 
the people who aren't in who aren't watching but will catch up uh why have you guys not caught up yet like what are your reasons you have to really convince me that the reasons are good otherwise game of thrones spoilers for i have six minutes left i only need like one minute to ruin three seasons they spent millions of dollars in one minute i can ruin it so who who uh somebody needs to step up right now don't have hbo all right you've convinced me wait but it's out on dvd and blu-ray Oh, have you started? Yes. Well, how far are you? <laughs> how far are you? No. Wait, you're doing it wrong? Are you reading them backwards? <laughs> are you reading them upside down? I'm reading this book wrong. I'm stabbing myself in the head while I read it. I think that's wrong, right? That's not how you read a book. I'm I'm doing pull-ups with my legs while I'm reading this book. Um, should I? Okay, so this is what I was thinking. We've had, right? We've had quite a week, huh? Some shit has happened, and I was, I was thinking, I don't know, maybe it's too early to say this, but I was thinking, it would be so frustrating if you were like a, like, Timothy McVeigh manifesto, like, Unabomber kind of terrorist who just happened to be Middle Eastern, Everyone would just assume you were with Al-Qaeda. You'd be like, no, 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 I've got my own shit. Read my manifesto. Oh, you mean the Quran? No. I'm atheist. My mom gave me that. Read it. I'm about, I'm against celebrity culture and technology. You mean our way of life? Well, kind of, but not in the way, not in the way you're thinking. I'm way crazier than you think. I've got, like, lizard people shit going on. Okay, Muhammad. All right, that is my name, but... That is just a horrible coincidence. So, so that would be fun if that happened. We would have a fun time with that. Sort of like how if we had white terrorists who were Muslim, which is what, what is happening right now. Nobody knows how to feel about it. Um, against, I think that's a good start. I would go with against. <laughs> right? That's a good start. Anybody have any other counterpoint to that? No? All right. Good. I went to... I have sort of a weird... Um, I went to... Uh, I got a root canal done, like, months ago. And then I kind of just um, stopped going. So they never finished it. So, yeah, it's not great. Uh, well, okay, I have a problem with the dentist. Because, okay, so I didn't go for, like, fucking 15 years, okay? Like, seriously, like, 15 years. And then I went, and you know how you go to the dentist sometimes, and you just, like, regular dental checkup, and your dentist is like, emergency dental surgery right now. Your mouth is a cave of nightmares. You know? That's unprofessional, right? I'm pretty sure that's what she said. It was in Armenian, but... I think she called it a cave of nightmares, place of darkness. And I think she said my mouth had The Shining. Which she knew Kubrick's movies. I knew... Or maybe Stephen King's books. Good point, guys. Good point. I knew it was going to be bad, because she was like, do you have any symptoms? And I said, if I eat ice cream on the right side of my mouth, my spine hurts. 
That's bad, right? I see the spinning house from Wizard of Oz. If I eat candy on the right side of my mouth. I had, I, I, I got my, oh yeah, it's bad. The soundtrack from Kill Bill plays. It's not good. That one? Um, sure, I didn't do it right, but... I had all my wisdom teeth. I got them out last year. And I had them all, and they hurt for years. And then one day, they just stopped hurting. Which I think is like kind of like when after months of it being on, when your check engine light just goes off, you know? Where it's like, you know what? Don't worry about it anymore. Too late. Live your life pretending as if I didn't try to warn you. You'll die from this. So I had like a lot of... Uh, actually, I'll end on this. I will. Um, I was uh, at my family's for Christmas, and to prove to you how bored I was, here's a list of TV shows where, where I've replaced one of the words in the title with the word horse. <laughs> that 70s horse. Will and horse. Desperate horsewives. Who wants to be a horse? Deal or no horse? Horse or no deal? Wheel of horse. Don't trust the horse in apartment 23. Boy meets horse. Golden horses. Touched by a horse. Horsed by an angel. Saved by the horse, the college years. 9021 horse. Horse, that one's Seinfeld. Horse, that one's Jeopardy. Horses, that one's Friends. Everybody loves horse. Everybody hates horse. Murder, she horse. Law and Order Special Horses Unit. See, I was very bored. Thanks, guys. That's my time. Thank you. Hey, guys. Producer Ryan here. A lot of people ask us how they can support the show, and we have a super easy way for you to do so right now, and you don't even have to spend any money. Like I mentioned at the top, Today's episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the internet's leading provider of audiobooks. And if you go over to audiblepodcast.com slash PYHT right now, you can download a free audiobook of your choice. And it would really help us out a lot. Uh, need some recommendations? I got recommendations. How about How to Be Black by former Put Your Hands Together guest Baratunde Thurston. Uh, how about I Can Barely Take Care of Myself, the new book by former Put Your Hands Together guest Jen Kirkman. Or how about Crap Kingdom by former Put Your Hands Together guest DC Pearson. These are all available on audiblepodcast.com slash PYHT. Just go there and download them for free. Thanks a lot for listening and back to the show. Guys, come out now, Johnny. Give it up for Kumail. actually see did you wipe a tear you wiped a tear what a night in your life you cried a tear out of your face from joy that's amazing that was i've never i i've heard about that happening but i've never actually seen i have been somebody has slapped their knee after i told a joke in a real way a human did they went oh my god and then they went what the minute they realized what they did they got so surprised by themselves. I just talked about this when I was in Portland, but this is also a thing. Speaking of surprising yourself, I, uh, 
when you're in strip when you're in strip club when you're in Portland you have to go to strip clubs it's the thing you just have to it's like a, it's on the brochure that they give you in the airport like if you ever land in Aspen because I'm very fancy I've been to Aspen if you ever land in Aspen they give you a brochure about bears uh, if you land in Portland you it's just all strip clubs um, that's not true but I did go to a strip club in Portland and I was with a bunch of male comics uh, and they put tw- a, a dude comic came up behind me. He put $25 down on, like, the rail in front of me. And the lady who was dancing, she uh, saw that, and then she uh, came legs first <laughs> over the rail, and she put her legs around my head. Uh, also, her uh, crotch area, pretty close to my face. <laughs> But then she like leaned up, sort of leaned back a little bit, creating a little baggy area. Her her uh, back of her knees are on my shoulders at this point, and she pulls me by my jean jacket, which I'm obviously wearing. This is a story about my life. <laughs> Clearly, I'm wearing a jean jacket in it. She pulls me by my jean jacket, which I was like, I can't believe this is actually happening. By the jean jacket, but that's not what I said. But in my head, that's what I said. Um, she pulled me by the jean jacket, and she was just not wearing any uh, sort of top at all. And then she slapped me in the face a bunch of times with her breasts. And then she leaned back, and I said, I'm okay. I'm okay. I actually had my hands up like this, like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, I was trying to assure her, I'm okay. I'm okay. Like, she just knocked me off my bicycle while I was learning to ride my bicycle. That's how I, I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm going to get it next time. I'm all right. So, I didn't expect that to come out either, sir. But, oh, wellsies. Oh, well, Z's. Some of you might know I have a girlfriend. She was with me. Yeah. So that wasn't a story about a woman in a relationship going to a strip club and getting a, a boob slap bought for them by a man and then not knowing how to tell her girlfriend about it. That was a story about two girlfriends sitting next to each other and one of them getting slapped in the head with the boobs and the other person just, be, just holding up a thumbs up. Great boob slap. Also, honey, great response. <laughs> Love when you assured her that you were okay. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it have been great if you were just casually holding hands while that was happening? <laughs> like how you do at a movie? Ooh, what if there was popcorn, too? Okay. Wow, the popcorn really bummed you out. I don't know why the pop... You're like, no, not popcorn in a strip club. Please! I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to bring up stuff that would upset you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I feel like we're doing okay. Hey, uh, this next gentleman, I'm so glad he could be on the show. He's, so, he's a hilarious comic. He's recording an hour special this summer uh, before he ed- heads to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Ladies and gentlemen, very funny man, Mr. Shane Moss. Give it up for Shane. Come on! Oh. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, I um, I also uh, watch TV, so yay. Um, <laughs> has anyone uh, here seen the show Finding Bigfoot by chance on the Animal Planet? Um, yeah, a couple of you. Sorry, it's my favorite show. I'm I like uh, I like feeling uh, smart, uh, but learning is hard, and so <laughs> instead I watch that, and then I get to feel smart. 
Um, if you haven't seen the show, it's about this team of Bigfoot hunters, and each week they go out and investigate a new sighting. And every episode is about the same. Some idiot who lives out in the woods somewhere, one day he hears a twig snap. And he's just like, yep, must be Bigfoot. <laughs> so he calls up the Bigfoot Brigade, or whatever the hell their name is, and tells them about the twig snapping. And then every time, no matter what, they're just like, Oh, that is classic Squatch behavior. <laughs> right there. We better fly 3,000 miles with a film crew and check into that twig snapping. So they go out there. It's three guys, one lady. The lady, she's the skeptic of the group. She's not an actual skeptic. She's just a person who believes in Bigfoot slightly less than these three other unstoppable <laughs> morons. And uh, they hear about the twig snapping. They investigate the area where the twig snapped. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real squatchy around here. Real squatchy. Yeah. Some squatch in those woods. Always squatch in the woods. My favorite part of the show, they'll do Bigfoot calls. And they'll even teach you how to do the Bigfoot calls. Because that can be handy to know in life. So they're like, yeah, sometimes it's like a... Like, it'll be like a... <laughs> Guy actually said, and I quote, sort of sounds like a woman screaming, like, almost like a woman being murdered in the woods. <laughs> um, asshole, there's a woman being murdered in the woods. That is not Bigfoot. Please call the police. Yeah, and then other times, it's like a grumbling or a howl, like... Uh, uh. guys have any idea how embarrassed I am just mocking the noises? <laughs> These people make, they have no self-awareness whatsoever. It's fantastic. And uh, then the other thing they do, they hit sticks together. Uh, they call it knocking. Call <laughs> the Sasquatch communicate. <laughs> uh, see, if a piece of wood were to come into contact with another piece of wood in the woods, could only be Bigfoot. Uh, they always wait around until nighttime as well and put on little night vision goggles, which is fun, because uh, I guess on like 99.9% .9 of primates on Earth, Sasquatch is a nocturnal species, even though the few nocturnal species of primates that there are, they all have these big weird owl eyes foreseeing at night, like you kind of predict. But Sasquatch in all the drawings has human-like eyes, which leads me to believe that that knocking is not for communication, it is just them bumping into shit. <laughs> but anyhow, that's not important. Here's the end of every episode. This is why you want to watch. This is the big grand finale, right? Uh, they, they go, they split up into two teams of two. And really going to get it this time. Here we go. And, and very confident every time. It's like the 60th episode. This time for sure. I know the last 59 times, no luck. But this time for sure. They're going to start up with their calls. Do you want to do, do the call? No, no. You do it. You're better. Are you sure? Yeah, you're the best at it. I guess I am pretty good at the Bigfoot call. Oh, that's a perfect squash. That was really good. Then this team over here hears him make that call, thinks that it's Bigfoot, then starts responding. 
Then they start walking towards each other, which is one of the finest moments on television. Oh my god, we're right on top of it. Then they just run into each other in the middle of the woods. Ah, oh, damn it. Where did it go? Must have shot off into space again like Bigfoot tends to do when we get close. That's the end of every episode. Then they roll the credits. They go, still don't believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Go to FindingBigfoot.com for more information. What do you mean, still don't believe in Bigfoot? Even if I was the biggest believer in Bigfoot, I would have certainly changed my mind after witnessing that bullshit. I, uh, I found out about a crazier job than Bigfoot hunting recently, and um, I'll make this quick, but it is called a uh, Japanese subway packer. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I didn't know what that was either until I saw some videos online. Uh, see, in Japan, sometimes the subways, they get so full of people that they cannot get the doors closed. So there are people whose actual job is to cram people into the subway. Please watch videos of this when you go home. It is the funniest, most horrifying thing you will ever see. You're watching, that subway's full. No, they're not getting those 10 people on the outside in. Oh, yes, they are. And these people cram uh, getting crammed in, they could get out. <laughs> they could wait for the next train. No, pack me. amazing is that job you know you have the best job of anyone you see that day whatever job they're going off to they have to get packed into a subway to go there always better to be the packer than the packy and how cathartic is that oh my god I'm not a violent person I don't want to hurt anybody it's just that once in a while I feel like squishing humanity into a tube, then watching it go away for a while. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. Guys, Shane Moss, give it up for Shane. Awesome. Hey, we are going to keep the show rolling. I'm so excited at this this next comic I just met her for the first time tonight which is really rad because I have uh, watched her for years and been really stoked on her career so she came by the show and that's like a little gift for me guys so thank you for being an audience so that I could get this person to come and tell you jokes <laughs> thank you ladies and gentlemen let's hear it right now for the hilarious Marilyn Rice Cup give it up for Marilyn come on <laughs> everybody how's it going what's happening what are you guys doing Woo! i always feel weird when people uh introduce me as having been on 24 <laughs> it's not really that funny of a show number one not so funny um and also i i don't know how many people have seen that show but i play a super computer genius who can save the world from a terrorist attack using her computer. Chloe. 
named Chloe. I guess you've seen it. Um, and I'm not really a computer genius. This is a weird thing. I've never hacked into any governmental files, nor have I dismantled a nuclear bomb using a computer. Um, the, uh, you know when they first caught that guy, uh, when all that shit was going down in, in Boston, I was in my car and um, people, the weird thing, people were like tweeting me during it and they're like, where's Jack and Chloe? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up, right? And, <laughs> and it's weird because it's like, oh my God, like they're, they're recognizing you, but then you're like, what? what are you doing? Like, this is really happening, you know? And then you're including me in it, and you're... It's weird, because it's so nice, but it's so not nice at the same time. A lot of those tweets, and then I just kind of didn't know what to say, because what do you do when, like, the shit's going down, and you want to just be like, you know, write something stupid, on there on Twitter because that's those are my favorite kind of Twitters is the dumb stuff. <laughs> hey guys, it's weirdly hot today. To honored people reply. I love that shit, you know. <laughs> so when something bad happens and you don't acknowledge it, what you know, what am I supposed to be like, oh my prayers go out like a general prayer going out? Like that doesn't seem right either, you know? Like, when bad shit is happening, bad shit is happening, and you want to just write your dumb shit, and then you can't. <laughs> but so I got in my car, and CNN was on, and uh, it was right in the moment when they were catching that guy, and I just, it hit me, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And, you know, I pulled over. <laughs> Don't text and drive! <laughs> sign the thing that Oprah makes you sign! You see those commercials? Ugh, horrible. This is the last thing she... Uh, hold on, that was a tangent. Um, <laughs> and I wrote, Hey guys, I had him on traffic cam the whole time, but no one believed me. <laughs> and then I put, Hashtag bad 24 jokes, sideways smiley face. <laughs> just to cover it up, like, I know, I don't, I just, you know... But it was pretty fun. <laughs> Got some good retweets, guys. Got some good retweets. But yeah, I'm super bad about computers. Like, I got an iPad mini as a gift, and I can't get it to hook up to my home Wi-Fi. And so I just try. Like, I see it sitting there. I have it all out on the counter, like, on top of the box. Like, oh, there's that iPad mini. I really like to use it. And I plug it in, and it doesn't pick up the Wi-Fi. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> It's been there since, well, it was Christmas, so what month is it now? <laughs> the best audible gasp. Look, UCB. I'm telling you the truth, okay? Please don't try to hate on me too bad. It's re that's really bad. I know, it's stupid. But yeah, I, um, I uh, clearly was not a computer expert at all, and so all the time I was on 24 when I was on the computer, really what I was doing is typing affirmations. I'm waiting for the shoe of the other person who sighed deeply over here. Go ahead. Oh, fucking affirmations. Fucking bitch. 
I bet she watches Super Soul Sunday on OWN TV. Yes, I do. Every single one. They're all stockpiled on my DVR. Uh, so I'd be, like, I'd be on that computer, and all the shit would hit, be hitting the fan. I'd be like, you look really pretty today, Mary Lynn. <laughs> I'm on it! You're doing a really good job acting. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Don't take Kiefer's intensity so personally. <laughs> he really does like you. He really does. Is that the light or is somebody just holding up there? That's the light. That was like my first joke. I love it. That means I dicked around for the whole set. That's why I did that. That was for me, not for you. This one's for you. Uh, and then like the other characters would come over uh, just to see the like hacked in governmental files and they would just see, you're a divine child of God. Love and light surround you always. Angels and unicorns. God don't make no junk. God don't make no junk. That's a good one. You just say that to yourself. You feel like a million bucks. And sometimes they stop working, you know, and I'm like, God do make junk. Those guys that did that bomb, super junky, man. Hitler, junky. That alcoholic I dated that was kind of still married and took his daughter to the bar to see the pretty Christmas lights? Junkie. The worst part is I kept dating him after that. I'm a piece of junk. <sighs> you know what helps at when affirmations fail? Hot 92 jams. <laughs> you guys heard it? You think you're too cool? Put that shit on on the way home. I had a, um, <laughs> so angry. <laughs> I'm leaving on this. I, was, I had a Ford Focus rental, and I put Hot 92 jams on, and I'm like, oh, fucking Ford Focus. God damn it. Shit's falling off of it and stuff. It's electric blue because my car was in the shop, so I'm in this rental, and I put on Hot 92 point jams, and it was like, first I was afraid, I was petrified, and I started like feeling in a good mood, and so then I decided whenever I have a negative thought, I just turn Hot 92 point jams on in my head, so it's like, now I gotta go. Walk out the door. Just turn around now, because you're not welcome. You guys should try it. <laughs> you're going to be leaving here, and you're like, oh, God, I don't know why he said that to me. And uh, my mom is such an asshole, too. I kind of hate my mom. I don't want to admit it. But... Roller coaster. Like, when you're feeling real bad, like, ah, oh, I think I'm going to kill myself today. Today's going to be the day. Don't rock the boat, baby. Don't tip the boat over. Boop, boop, boop. Now that shit works. You are welcome. Thank you. Good night. I want to talk to you about uh, comedy stuff that's going on for you right now. Yeah. I know that... Let's talk about I mean, it. we can... Maybe this is an annoying question. I'm sure you get this all the time. You are a human that is recognized for uh, your role in a drama, in a dramatic television show. I'm going to do upset about it tonight. I won't stop talking about it. <laughs> Every time I hit a stage and people are like, what? what's she doing there? Do you, have to, do you have to say that? Do you have to like cover it in I order for people know. to feel okay? I mean, I've tried all different styles of it. For a while, I was really like, I have to mention being on 24 right out of the gate. If I don't, yeah. people are like, but, eh, oh, like they can't. Right. They can't 
compute why why I would be standing on stage. Tom Wilson was here a couple weeks ago, and he's he played Biff in Back to the Future. That's what he said too. Is like he's like it literally has to be the first thing that so I that say. people can acclimate. So people are you like, can feel their energy shift like a, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and so that makes sense. It's interesting. It's an interesting. It's great. Yeah, it's great. But you do get people afterwards who sometimes could they. they it's it's as if you hadn't been on a stage speaking about other things or being another way. They, they want just, to talk to you about yeah. Like they the just show wait for the show to be over and then they yeah. go like, "Can I get my picture?" Yeah. And then it's over. That, um, that must feel strange. That must feel. I mean, it's yeah. Guys, Marilyn Rice, come get up for one more time. She was hilarious. How are you, how are you, oh, what you, what? She has nice, she has nice thighs. Yeah, she totally does. She does, she had uh, stretchy pants on. And she works out, clearly. Right? I just, the, uh, this, well, Mary Lynn. No, 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 uh, no, uh, this lady, I said give it up for Mary Lynn Ricecope. And uh, this lady right here, she said she had nice thighs. <laughs> so I feel like you should know that. You, that's it's right here, right? This lady right here with the tattoos. Yeah, she. Yeah, she. She said you had nice thighs. Yeah. Are you okay? Nailed it! Look at this improv that's happening here. Look at this two-person improv team that we have going on. How's your day go? Can you believe that that just happened in your day? Everybody's having these fucking great days in here. Legs, Legs, am I right? (laughs) Some legs up in here. Oh my God, that's so awesome. I need to do way more thigh work. I'm not saying mine are, hey, I'm cool with my thighs, but like, I didn't realize that that was actually something an audience member could say. I feel so. What do you think, Marilyn? We're all right, right? <laughs> but okay, here's what I want to talk about. This panel right here is that should be filled with a fat or something. But it looks good. You look great. Do you want to? Do you? I think she looks fucking awesome, Marilyn Rice. <laughs> she looks good as shit. Gotta work more on my thighs. That's what I learned tonight. I just, that's how I want to be brought up from now on. I love that. She had nice thighs. I thought you said eyes, but then you were like, no, thighs. But then the second you said that, I was like, no, I totally know what you mean. She's got great thighs. Like, dude was like, legs, you mean legs. I, speak, I believe you're speaking of legs. This dude's like, oh, a tear. You know, like, it's a real, we're having a day. We are having a great day. What a day. Yeah, round of Yeah, you should, yeah. Yeah, logic. Oh, I should. Just incorporate it. Yeah. You're right. I'm working now. What? Oh, man. Awesome. No, it's not stupid. What's your seat? Hey, Marilyn, don't run off real quick. Just one more, one more question. What do you do? What's your, uh, 
All right, lunge on my way out. What? This is wasted time. All right, when you come up to the mic, that's a walk right there. All day long. I don't stop all day long. I don't stop. And my legs barf when they're done eating. I scold them. I go, fuck you guys. Fuck you. You're wearing the tights tonight. And they go, no. She's mostly a tights comic. I don't know if you guys know this about Marion Lynn. A very specific uh, part of alternative comedy, tights, tights comedy. All right. So far, this has been a terrific show. Honestly, I think just one of our best. What a great show this has been. Hey, uh, this next gentleman, so fucking funny. Get ready to lose your minds. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it right now for Mr. Julian McCullough. Come on! Hey! Huh? Oh, rock and roll. Hey, uh, she's like, I didn't know the audience could say that you have nice thighs. And that's because you can't. It's super inappropriate. <laughs> that's totally not okay. If a guy had said that, he'd be asked to leave immediately. Uh, I don't know why that actually summoned a woman back on stage. Because normally uh, that would make everyone super uncomfortable. Um... <laughs> uh, uh, it does work I'm not gonna lie uh, uh, it does feel good Cameron was telling a story about a strip club earlier and I I, uh, I, I spent uh, 18 years old to uh, thir- uh, 29 years old um, kind of sober sometimes and <laughs> So I'm always remembering things that I, like, completely, like, that you would think would happen to somebody else. Like, that's how memories come back to me, where I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I was in Miami this past week, and uh, I was on day three when I was in a diner, and I was like, oh, I've been here before. (laughs) So, um, oh, uh, first time I went to a strip club, uh, I was terrified. I was 18 years old, and, um, you know... 18-year-old guys get a bad rap for being, like, aggressively sexual. But you put them in a situation where the women are, like, in control of themselves, and 18-year-old men crumble. Like, they just crumble. And I remember I had a a lap dance that somebody had had bought for me, and uh, I uh, was terrified. And the woman goes, uh, she goes, uh, oh, what what are you into? And uh, I was 18. And I go, uh, I don't know. I'm a pretty meat and potatoes kind of (laughs) guy. There is no stripper dance that's missionary. She would have had to go put on pajamas. And then rest her book on her chest and turn the light out. And go, okay. That would have been meat and potatoes instead she turned around naked and bent down in front of me and I was like "Ah!" it was the most terrifying thing 
It was certainly not meat and potatoes. I think she gave me the opposite to uh, intimidate me, and it worked. Um, so that's the end of that for now. Um, something happened to me today that has never happened to me before. Uh, I hurt my back. I'm 33 years old, and I finally hurt my back. And it is a, it is a helpless feeling. It sucks. You can't, it makes you feel frail. And you don't want to do anything because you're, like, afraid that it's going to get worse and then you're going to not be able to move. It immediately made me feel like I understand how 80-year-old people feel all the time, which is fragile and everything's a threat. And I was, like, all day, I was just, like, like... I was, like, walking in my neighborhood and I was, like, afraid of stuff I'm not afraid of, you know, because my back hurt. And I was like, oh, those kids have skateboards. <laughs> uh, um, I legitimately, my favorite show right now, we're in a golden age of television. I think we can all agree on that. And uh, my favorite show, you can all agree with me probably, is Jeopardy. It's, uh, it's the best show. It's... Uh, there's no spoilers. You, no one knows what's going to happen. Uh, in fact, knowing what's going to happen means you're amazing at Jeopardy. Um, it's my favorite show. It's super relaxing. You can count on it. Alex Trebek does not put up with any nonsense. Uh, something happened every once in a while you watch it sometimes you watch it for a week and nothing nothing tremendous or out of the ordinary will happen and and that's fine i mean that's why you watch uh but then when something does happen it is a super exciting um for example yesterday there was a contestant with a full beard a ponytail overweight gentleman and his name was jamie wigglesworth <laughs> And he just had to play Jeopardy like everybody else that wasn't named Jamie Wigglesworth. <laughs> that was a gift. There was another young lady during the teen week. You know, teen week. Uh, her name was Tori Amos. So we're that old now that we're having teenagers named after Tori Amos. By the way, I didn't think anybody married the girl that was obsessed with Tori Amos. I thought you just dated her. And then you were like, whoa! And then you moved on immediately. Uh, but some guy, some poor soul out there left it in with the lady that loves Tori Amos, and then she named her kid after her. Uh, but my favorite thing in recent memory that has happened on Jeopardy, uh, this is true, a woman was on the show. She was in the lead by about $10,000. She was way ahead. That's a lot if you don't watch Jeopardy. That's a lot of money. Um, so she was killing, right? And uh, she goes, I'll take TV for $1,200. And he says, uh, this mode of transportation killed Charlie Sheen's character in Two and a Half Men. And she rings in first for $1,200, and I'm not exaggerating her answer. She goes, uh, I don't know, what's a bus? And Alex was like, that is incorrect. <laughs> she had spent $1,200... Just to let America know, she didn't care for that two and a half men. That is 
amazing. And a really good use of Jeopardy. Do you realize that if you lose money on Jeopardy, you go negative. Like, if you're dumb on Jeopardy or you choke because you're, you know, you're on television, uh, that's really, that's seven minutes? Time is flying when you get all, all right. Uh, I'll just, can I finish this one? Okay. That was like a no, right? I didn't tell the joke yet. Uh, all right. So, um, real quick. Now I forgot where I was. See, it takes longer. What? Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So, uh, you could, uh, you don't have to pay them back, is what I'm saying. If you're terrible at Jeopardy and you lose like 15 grand on Jeopardy, Alex Trebek doesn't come to your house the next day and be like, are we gonna have a situation? So, you could conceivably be smart enough to go on Jeopardy, not need the money, and then ring in first after every single clue and just share your opinions with America and no one can stop you. Like, I'll take South America for 1200 Alex. Uh, this is the longest river in South America. Boop! Uh, that Jay Leno's a piece of shit, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Is it? <laughs> All right, I'm Julie McCullough. Thank you very much. Guys, Julie McCullough, one more time. <laughs> and that is our show for the night. I want to thank you guys so much for coming out. Let's hear for all the comics on the show. <laughs> As you know, we are also available as a podcast, so please download, rate, review, let us know what you think of the show. I'm Cameron Esposito. We will see you next Tuesday right here at the UCB. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great night. Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands together, get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together, get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.